Time can move very slowly when you're in a bear market. Watching your crypto and NFT value drop can be a depressing experience. Well, we've survived one bear market and appears that we're going to make it through another. Today, your favorite crypto clowns take a look at where we've been, what we've learned along the way, and discuss where we think this all might be going. So be of good cheer. We believe the bull is almost here. Let's talk financial mammals and have some fun as we give you our thoughts from inside the bear market on episode number, get this, 700 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, Seven zero zero live from the Republic of Bad Cryptopia. Well, recorded, but we're live as we're doing it. Wait, wait let me check my pulse. Yeah, I'm live. Trav, you live? I'm still alive. Yeah. We're like the two live crew. Two live crew. Yeah, we, I'm one live too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm gonna I want to say this. This is episode number seven hundred. Thanks to everyone who has tuned in and heard some of those along the way and just as a quick recap joel when we started the show right we started the show in july let's say the 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 closest time frame that we have is like it looks like july 16th is when we started the show Mm -hmm. and um the total crypto market cap at that time was 80 billion dollars that was the total that was the total volume right there so that's a historic that's a historic time, and now here we are now with it like almost one point one trillion. trillion. So we've gone up over about what almost fifteen x since you know here we are since starting the show. Did six we do and that years ago? It was did all on us. Yeah, us and Ben Armstrong. We did cool. it all, cool. and a little bit of Michael Saylor, not much, but some. And uh, you know we've seen this thing is almost. Didn't we see it over two trillion? Wasn't like two point something? We saw trillion? it over three. Three trillion, my yeah. God! So yeah, I'm gonna pull up CoinGecko in a minute. We'll take a looks look. Looks like at we're that. in for about another run here. Should be should be interesting to see. Over ten thousand coins now, Joel. That's crazy, and th- those are just the ones that are being tracked by CoinGecko. Right. There's, I guarantee, there's th- the at least that many coins, more yeah. that aren't being tracked, uh, and who knows? And you know, so, so, you know, we're just gonna have a little conversation today. Uh, talk about some of the things that we've learned, but let's uh, let's go ahead and historically take a look at the crypto market those of you uh, that are listening that's fine if you want to see what we're talking about here we've got some visuals you could check out either youtube rumble or on odyssey this is the total crypto market cap that you were talking about right here trav and in 2018 at the top of the market the crypto market cap got to 812 billion right up from 
Well, uh-huh. it's uh, 2017, about 80 billion. And yeah. then and I thought then, Joel, then I, my go, my thought was we're going to hit a trillion. And that was probably going to be the top of that first mm-hmm. one. That's why. But then what was so crazy about that one to me, Joel, if you actually even zoom in on that one, is that bull market was so that bear market was so harsh because what ended up happening was it hit the high and then boom, that, that it tanked right after that. Like if you go in and look at that thing, this is even scroll it over a little bit. January of 2020, uh, of 2018, it just went, it was down 40% before you know it. And then I know that uh, I got invited to speak at this coin, uh, coins bank cruise that went from Singapore to Malaysia to Thailand, then back to Singapore. Then we, it was so crazy when we initially started this thing, it was just so nuts because there weren't a lot of other podcasts. And so people were inviting us all over the place. We even got to go to Switzerland. So I literally was on the beach one day in Switzerland, the next day flying to, uh, or on the beach in Thailand, went to Singapore, flew to Switzerland next day, six feet of snow. Yeah. Like it was insane. And then the market, it just tanked, dude. It went up and then boom, it was down 40% before I could get back home to sell any cryptos. Right. It, it, it was rough, you know, which is and now if we so if we forward to 2021, um, the space right here, we'll just pick a 90 day or we'll go to the max. But I'll pick from uh, 2020 through we'll say uh, that's fine. We'll go with um, 2021 and uh, CoinGecko is not being supportive of me right now. I'm just going to do that. Shouldn't it be like when you click on these things should like tell you exactly where, where you want it. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So there, so there you go. There's uh 2020. We got up to three bill, three trillion and 50. Even scroll back, million. take that left one down there on the volume, move it over to, to the beginning of 2020. Cause you can see how Bitcoin tanked out in like March, uh, like 3,000, 3,800 bucks or something Bitcoin did. You can't really see that coin on this particular chart, but look at that run. It went, what was the market cap in say April of 20? Uh, a market cap was 190 oh, billion. And then it went up to 3 trillion. Oh my God. Uh, and then it fell. So, you know, hmm. he, here's what I learned through two bull markets is if you want to take profits, you want to do it before the market crashes. And so it's easy to get caught up in the hype and the FOMO and it's going higher. It's going higher. You don't want to miss out on those profits as it's going up. But I try to peel off a little bit, just a little bit here, put some profit, put it in the bank, because as I like to say, it never hurts to take profits. And I did that in a small way. Uh, 2017, 2018, r- really small. Cause when, when it crashed, I really felt it in 2021, 20 to 2021, I did a little better than I did the first time, but still not enough to make me say, I learned my lesson the first time mm-hmm. yeah. and even worse for NFTs, right? Because uh, we, we had, there was NFTs that I could have sold for 10, 20 ETH, you know, back at the boom that are now worth two or three. Mm-hmm. Ouch. Yeah, and and then the fact is that at that time, ETH was worth so much more, right? You're talking about three to five thousand dollar ETH at ten of those versus sixteen hundred ETH and worth in two or three. So you know, I I do think that that is going forward is make sure to peel profits off. The problem is is that when you get caught up in this game, it becomes a little bit like 
it becomes a little bit like gambling mm -hmm. because you're like, oh man, like look at this coin right here. It's like, and then I remember I heard news that Snoop Dogg was launching some stuff on Gala Music and the token price was like, you know, 30 cents or something. I was like, oh dude, like this with Snoop Dogg coming over and releasing, you know, the return on death row, like that, this price, this price is going to go. And and then so I bought it. I sold a bunch of other tokens and went into that. And that thing just tanked, dude. And I was like, oh, man. So it's almost like, you know, I think I did pretty good along the way. But then there was a couple of times where I, I just I just aped in on stuff that I shouldn't have aped in at a time that I shouldn't have aped in on it. And so it's like it, that's what it is, is put that over here. It's like if literally if when some of these coins were going whoosh, if I just take those out, put them in the Bitcoin, take those out, put them in the Bitcoin. That's what the maximalist would say to do. Put everything you can in Bitcoin, even if Bitcoin goes to 70,000, goes down to 15,000, you still have that Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin's a Bitcoin. And uh, so I think that this time around is going to be interesting. I think every time seems like it's a little, little more unique because the 2017 one was struck with all those ICOs. And so one of the only things you could really do with your ETH at that time was buy in ICOs, right? So it was like forced investments. Most of those tank, 99 plus percent of those are not around anymore. Just like James Altucher said back in the day, these are all going to be scams. Don't buy into those. I mean, we interviewed him really early on and he said that and well, we were like, ha yeah, whatever. Do you think most of them were scams, though? I don't. No, think I don't think they're, they're scams. scams. I just think that uh, you know, nine out of ten startups fail. Yeah, that's different so, than a scam, though. Like, I yeah. want to be real careful as we frame that they're scams where people well, are there to raise money to take your money right. and run off with it. I don't think that was their intention. Most of their intention was not to do that, but startups fail. And but that's how the 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 government and Congress is kind of framing it. It's like, oh, they're a scam. We got to protect you from your money. It's almost like no, they're startups. And most of them fail because startups mostly fail, right? And that's just the nature of the game. But it's been wild. And then 2020, NFTs took off. Metaverse things were so hot. And now here we are again. AI is pretty hot, but we didn't see any tokens really blow up right now yet based meme on coins. that. And now, and now AI and now AI is kind you of- You could tell people meme are coins. bored because meme coins have been, you know, the the soup du jour. And I, I just don't want to play in that because I don't want to gamble. Uh, right. Personally, I want to invest. I want to buy crypto and tokens that I believe are going to have real world application. I want to mm -hmm. buy NFTs where I think that there is utility to them. Uh, but boy, that hype cycle was crazy. And, you know, um, we, we only ever created collectibles. That was... That was the whole MO for blockchain heroes is, you know, we never said there was going to be any utility. We never made any promises of any value. We just said, hey, here are these cool digital collectibles. We like they're going to be up. fun. Yeah, they're yeah, going to be fun. We're going to deliver delight along the way, which we did. We, we added all kinds of utility with forging events and then, you know, uh, uploading these and transforming X amount of cards into a new card. So it's like we've done a lot of stuff to make it fun along the way. Um, and now there's a game. Now so there's like, a game. Uh, yeah. In fact, uh, you know, this is this was not something that was ever promised, ever offered. Mm -hmm. And we've been working behind the scenes to create Blockchain Heroes Blitz. If you are holding Blockchain Heroes cards from the Retro Rebellion series, the latest series, you can log in with your Wax Cloud wallet. And uh, by the time this show comes out, the uh, the tournament will be happening. 
there's actually a tournament where you can win FGL tokens playing this game. Uh, I don't know of anybody who has out of the blue surprised an audience uh, after not not saying there's going to be any utility and then offered said, hey, guess what? We made you something. Right. And we did. And here here it is. And you can pick from your, yeah. your heroes um, and villains and they can fight against one another. And it's yeah. a fun game. There's some we need to play stuff. one of these games, Joe. That could be kind of fun. You and I, we could play one of these. I'm not. Well, you, it, you play it yourself. It's a solo okay. game. Okay. Um, you pick and then the, it's like you play against the computer. So that way people can join any time. You don't have to uh, right, you know, right. for the people to come on. Uh, we did it in partnership with FGL who now has, I believe, five games, and you can earn FGL token. Uh, anyway, go. Uh, I'm those glad cards you are, I mean, I'll there. tell you this, dude. These cards are still so beautiful. I think that those Retro Rebellion cards are potentially some of the most beautiful NFTs that have been created, and they were on wax, and so I don't think they got the popularity or the buzz that they they should have. Because there's some freaking beautiful ones. Dude, this animated. They have their own, they have their own soundtrack and stuff, and it's just... Nicely done to to Zach to uh, to ideate those and then the developers and, and the coders and the animators we had to help create those things beautiful. You guys can go to heroesblitz.com and uh, and go check that out. So I've got the Bitcoin uh, price and chart up here. Just a timestamp. We're recording this early because um, I'm going to be out of town and, and Travis is going to be moving soon. So just a timestamp, save a frame of reference, even though the show won't launch until mid-October. It is the 4th of October. And at this moment, Bitcoin is $27,584. And if we go ahead and look at the, look at that. Uh, the look chart at that. here. I mean, this is this is where we were at our peak about 60. I can't quite get it. Let me see if I can zoom in so we can get there. Uh, looks like 60. Oh, this says 67, 617. I got I up think, to 69. I think 69. Yeah. 69, 420. Probably. There you go. But actually, so. Joel, if you scroll back out and you hit 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 back out just a little bit, the whole thing, go back out to so you can see the 2021 version. See, look at that right there. You see that. So you had the little pop right there. And then you see this little bop right over here in like, say, July, August of 2019. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we're maybe in that right now where it's going to go up. And then we can see if it's going to follow that trend. Then it went down. But that was because COVID hit and everything went a little weird. So that right. could be a little different than that. It could just take off on its own and have its own path. I personally would love to see it go down to about 20 grand before it makes its big pop because then I could snag more once my home is sold. Well, <laughs> that's you know, just here's personally, that's just my own personal greed. That's, that's I would like shellfish. to see Bitcoin go down to about 15,000 before. Yeah. So personally, I'm saying the the having is coming in May of 2024 and typically that is you know the primary driving factor of the value of Bitcoin is that as uh, Bitcoin gets more difficult to mine and there's fewer Bitcoin that are being mined, it, it becomes more scarce. Because remember, there's only 21 million of, of them ever. And, mm -hmm. you know, to review, if there's 21 million Bitcoin ever, we've not yet mined 20 million. A million of them are in Satoshi's wallet or wallets, which brings us to 19. Mm -hmm. Four million or more will be conservative, are allegedly lost in wallets that will never be found in a dump in Kansas City. And so that brings us down to 15 million. You got to figure at least four million are in strong hands that ain't never selling. Right. They they are they're locked down. That takes us down to 11 million. 
that, you know, we got 8 billion people in the world. So, you know, do the math on that. Uh, that's a, a lot of people that are going to be competing for a very scarce um, currency. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. So just just so you know, so the timestamp on this episode is going to be coming out the week of October 20th, right? So based based on that, we are right about six months away from the Bitcoin having 180 days. If you go look at buy Bitcoin worldwide and take a look at the having, we are about 180 days away from the having date. <clears throat> They're saying the having date is going to be April 17th, 2024, based on based on right now. That's going to change a little bit. It's going to move a few days either way, depending on how long sometimes some blocks are having. But it looks like it's going to be about, you know, 29,000 blocks or 27, something like that until the having. Now, remember, whenever the 2012 happened, having happened, Bitcoin dropped every 10 minutes. New Bitcoins were dropped from 50 new Bitcoins to 25 Bitcoin. 2016, it dropped again from 25 to 12.5. And then in May of 2020, it dropped from 12.5 to 6.25. Now this one uh, in 2024 on April 17th, and typically right about six months up until that new, that new halving, we start seeing life. So we are seeing the beginnings most likely of Bitcoin doing its thing. Now it might drop a little bit before it takes off a little bit. We're going to see, but this is going to take the reward from 6.25 Bitcoin per block to 3.125 Bitcoin every block, which means, Joel, right, that the cost of mining these Bitcoins should increase and the cost and the value of Bitcoin should increase because these are deflationary in nature. The cost of doing business should be much higher. So if it's going to have, then maybe we see you know, if, if the top was nearly 70,000, maybe we see 130, 140,000 as the high of this next cycle, potentially. Maybe that's a, new, a good gauge. I don't know. Well, you know, the years where the having happens is traditionally, at least what we've seen is something to be watched. And the the uh, years where it doesn't happen, that's a have not. So you have the haves and the have nots. The happenings and the happening not. So in 2020, you're right. COVID set off a, a global financial crisis, right? There was a lot of panic. And so it certainly did not help crypto. Well, we have some things that are happening now, which could also impact the value of Bitcoin. For one, we've got more adoption happening by World Financial Services. And we have the SEC saying that uh, Bitcoin is... Uh, not a security. And we have BlackRock and the other, you know, evil overlords that run the world that are looking, you know, Grayscale um, is another one that they're applying for their ETFs. And when that happens, that's going to give uh, legitimacy to Bitcoin to a lot of investors with a lot of money that will go, okay, now this is being treated as an asset class that I can have confidence in investing in and so you know what what happens there when these etfs finally get approved that's going to be remain to be seen because you know how are they going to actually have it set up are they going to be people going to be able to go in and buy a bunch of bitcoin paper bitcoin that's not even actually bitcoin because if that's the case that could suppress the price of 
the overall Bitcoin because people are buying into Bitcoin that doesn't technically exist. I think that's their, their goal. But if you look at this, if you're BlackRock and you hold one, you hold $10 trillion worth of assets, bro, crypt, all of crypto is $1.1 trillion right now. BlackRock could come in and buy up all of it. Everything that's available, they could come in and buy and sort of shut down some of these things over as they become available to buy. Boom, they buy them. They're going to shut. They could shut it down. That's weird to me, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think that this bull run will probably take us up over five trillion dollars total in the market cap, hopefully, uh, and then maybe even closer to 10 trillion because we can't have one entity being able to come in and move markets so efficiently like that. ETF is going to be a little different on how they're doing that exchange trade fund and, and how they're going to build that out. Um, I I know that paper paper silver is no good. There's like what five hundred ounces of mm -hmm. silver for every one ounce of silver, or it's five hundred ounces of gold. One of the two. I don't remember which one is which, but there's two hundred and fifty times as much fake paper gold or silver, and then the other one is five hundred times fake gold, or whichever one it is. I don't remember. So if they start saying hey, there's 500 times fake Bitcoin. And then now all of a sudden we have, you know, a billion Bitcoin that people are able to buy, even though it doesn't exist. That's going to be weird. So you don't want to make sure that you have your real Bitcoin in your own real wallet, that you have your own real keys to, because if you're relying on, you know, Fidelity or BlackRock or anybody else holding your Bitcoin for you in your retirement fund, because you don't understand it, you're probably dealing with phantom Bitcoin. Well, and that seems like the remedy to um, to having this scenario happen is that when you go and you buy your Bitcoin through one of these brokerage houses, that you withdraw it and put it on, you know, your own ledger or, uh, you know, Trezor or paper wallet or wherever that you are holding the keys and that you are the custodian of it. And not only is it dangerous to have them hold it uh, because, uh, you know, they can create they can print fake Bitcoin that's not there to, mm -hmm. to sell and they just profit on. But also, let's say this social credit score system comes to U.S., you know, as it is, they can freeze your bank accounts now. Well, why couldn't they freeze your uh, your crypto account through, a, you know, a major brokerage house? They could. Mm -hmm. And so this is why uh, self-custody and the spirit of Bitcoin, the intent of it for you to be your own bank, be your own bank, bitches. Yeah. Yeah, you don't own your own crypto keys. You don't own your crypto. We've been talking about that for the longest time. And I think it's more relevant than now. Now, investment strategies moving forward, I would say, again, we're not financial advisors. Um, but I would say that what we've learned from the previous two bull runs is that, you know, peel off some profits, put some into Bitcoin, most likely a pretty good idea. If you want to gamble on some of these coins that are ERCs and some of these other, you know, different cryptos, feel free, whichever ones you think are the, maybe the best ones. We've interviewed a lot of them on the show, right? Go ahead. But always think about building up your Satoshis because long-term it's beginning to look a lot like, uh, Christmas. not Christmas, it's no. not. It's beginning to look a lot like potentially Halloween. Bitcoin could become the world reserve currency down the road, right? It's More possible. countries are utilizing it, you know. Um, companies or countries are saying, hey, this is an official um, non-fakeable currency, right? Or whatever, whatever the term that China said, we mentioned a couple weeks ago, it was a non-replicable token or something, right? Not non-fungible, non-replicable. Like you can't create it out of thin air. 
And so this is a real thing. And so as more, you know, more countries around the world start adding validity to Bitcoin, Bitcoin's the clear winner on this thing for now, right? And there's other companies and projects that are building stuff. But if you have a headquarters and you have a CEO and you have a an effervescent founder that's out there talking about it, it's not as decentralized as you would like it to be, whereas Bitcoin has none of those, right? Effervescent founders. I like that. It reminds me of like Alka-Seltzer or something. Well, it's so, kind of what it is. They're out there chatting, rah, 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 buy my it, shitcoin. Here, here's my strategy. Um, and of course, y'all are smart enough to go do your own due diligence and figure this stuff out. Don't do anything just because we're doing it or because you heard it on the show. Figure it out. So my strategy has been during um, this down market, uh, I've been selling some of my NFTs for cryptos that I think are at a low. For example, wax is like four cents right now. Right. Wax is lower now than when we sold the first blockchain hero series in 2020. It was at when they were five. five. It was yeah, five. Wow. So, yeah. so right now I'm selling some NFTs on wax um, for less than I bought them for, but more wax than I bought them for. Cause I might've bought them, yeah. you know, for a hundred wax when wax was, you know, 50 cents, but now I can sell it for 500 wax. And I'm, I'm my wager, my calculated risk is that that wax, if wax does indeed go up again, and, and I'm, I'm, hoping that blockchain does succeed then the value of that wax will be more than the value of the nft in other words i don't think the nft is going to increase in the same value as the value of the token right better a good idea to stack some of that wax baby if you can if yeah well if if wax can pull it off they're making a lot of moves there's some really interesting things happening if you're not paying attention to the partnerships they're forming um there's alliances happening between blockchains and i don't know what's been publicly announced yet so i'm not going to say anything here on this recording that would violate any trust that's uh, been put on me because as you know um travis and i have been on the wax advisory council and uh we get to hear some things and uh we don't uh, want to do that and a bag too. of chips gets you a bag of chips yeah pretty much sure. pretty much sure. um but they're great people and we uh we think that there's opportunity there and then my mm -hmm. uh my strategy for um for bitcoin is in crypto is i'm looking at the market now after six years of being involved in this six and a half yeah. and going look if token x fails it has no bearing on whether or not bitcoin fails but if bitcoin fails all the other tokens are likely to fail mm -hmm. as well so what is the most reliable investment that you can make so i'm i think maybe i'm maturing and growing in my investment strategy and starting to listen more to those who have been purists on the show saying right by bitcoin by Bitcoin, um, by Bitcoin, by Bitcoin. Yeah. And but that, the thing is, is like Bitcoin's not going to, you know, you're not going to have Bitcoin going 100x, right? That, those days are done. Bitcoin has gone up. I don't even know. The, the It's like a million X or something stupid since the early days. So if you got in Bitcoin early, you do not ever have to worry about dinero again, because if you got in that shit under 100 bucks or under 500 bucks, and here we are at 20, 30,000 bucks and maybe going to hit 100,000 bucks, you're doing good. But so I, that's why I do think that it makes sense to peel off some, to put it into Bitcoin, maybe have some, a percentage of that that you're gambling on some of these cryptos that you think might be good technologies down the road. Because you got good leadership, you got people that you like behind it, checking out the market sentiment about those. Because as Bitcoin goes, historically, 
Ethereum goes, the rest of them go. Bitcoin doesn't normally have more than 50% of the overall um, value of the crypto market. I think it's sitting at like 45, 46%, something like that right now. And so typically it'll get a little bit lower as some of the markets, as some of the other cryptos start taking off. And those in the top 50, there's going to be some really big ones in the top 50 that go 20, 50x. There's no doubt about it. But picking the right ones can be hard. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. I've done that before. That tanks that that tanks your stuff. That tanks your basket. But I do think that you know selling my home right now is a good time because I can take that and get into some cryptos and mm-hmm. and have that I that I do tend to enjoy. And also taking some of that out and, and and building a new startup that I'm working on. So this is fun. It's like I, I think that you know crypto has been a really wild ride. We've 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 seen the ups. We've seen the downs. And I think we're about to see another big up. But then again, it's I also think that we're in such an interesting time now, Joel, with the economy kind of teetering and some of these world economies doing weird stuff right now. And just like, man, if that's the case, if some of those things tank, you want to actually be in some Bitcoin because, I mean, you can't carry over $10,000 or more worth of gold. That's only five gold coins at this mm-hmm. point, right? Mm-hmm. If you go across state borders or, or country borders, the only thing you could really do is have crypto in a, an encrypted wallet and you could go with a few million dollars if you're lucky. So, you know, I think that having crypto at this point is a no brainer. Picking the right ones can be a little difficult, but as always, probably a good idea to grab some Bitcoin, not financial advice. But if you're tuning into this, you know how it is. You got to do your own research and figure out what makes the most sense to you because there is no silver bullet. That we're going to say, hey, do this. You're going to be a millionaire. We never tell you any of that. We never, you're not going to make money listening to our show. You're going to just research it and find it on your own and be like, ah, oh, I should Silly rabbit. Do this. Silver bullets are for killing vampires. That's what That's we true. do with those. So, yeah. you know, the strategy for uh, the coins that are in the tank is, well, I'm holding them. If the project is still alive and they're, you know, trying, they're plodding along, trying mm-hmm. to survive the bear market. Well, I'm, I'm going to hold some tokens and I'm yeah. going to wait until, cause when Bitcoin goes up and the market's back invariably, many of those tokens will also rise along with them. And same thing with these NFTs, you know, I bought a, a, a mutant ape and it's probably, it's probably survived the best out of all of them, but there's a lot of NFTs I have that have not kept value at all. And as long as the project is alive, why get out now? Let, you know, the market's going to come back. There is going to be another wave of excitement around NFTs as we move towards mainstream. And I remember building websites in the late nineties and then the market collapsed in 2000 and people were writing articles that say, Oh, the internet's over and e-commerce is over. And for four years, I hung in there and I kept building and I kept looking for ways to monetize as I'm growing my content in 2004, four years later, it started coming back. And now look what happened bigger than ever. The internet Mm -hmm. is ubiquitous and uh, sticking with it was clearly the thing to do. And this is what's going to happen. I believe with crypto and NFTs adoption moves on web one right? It kind of crashed at the end of the, the year 2000, 1999, 2000, the big tech bubble. Web one was kind of done. And then the grumblings of web two were beginning, right? And, and Those grumblings? But, yeah. Grumblings and rumblings. Okay. And, uh, you know, see the, which ones were going to, which ones were going to be the winners. I remember going to San Francisco in uh, 2007 to the web two expo 
and just seeing all I was Twitter's brand new, you know, uh, YouTube had just been acquired by Google and, you know, like, oh man, these, the, for $1.6 billion, like how much is YouTube worth at this point? You knew YouTube was going to be worth so much. Now they even got YouTube TV. You can watch and I can see my Kansas city stuff, my new stuff. And they're showing me Kansas city ads. It's like, you knew they were going to do that. You knew that stuff was coming. And Web 2, and here we are at the beginnings, and we've got some rumbling grumblings of Web 3. People are, are starting to build stuff, and I think that as this thing moves forward, I really think we're going to see a, a, a big shift with AR stuff, Joel. I think moving forward, AR is going to be way bigger than VR, and I think when Apple drops their Vision Pro, and because they have it so you can actually see through. So they have cameras on right. the outside that's video and what you're seeing out there. So you're seeing it in here and then you can see stuff on top of it. And now Quest has come out with their Quest or they're coming out with their Quest 3 that's going to allow you to see through more. And that's going to be huge because then you can start putting actions and animations on top of real world things. And that reminds me of the company Vatoms, V-A-T-O-M-S, right? They were Block V originally back in the bull run of 2000. Uh, 17. They're still building, right? And they're creating these little virtual, you know, things that's popping up in the AR world. And so I think their time will come eventually as well. I'm kind of hoping that their time comes or some technology like that, because the the merger between the physical world and the digital world through your AR lenses is going to be another game changer. And I think that's going to be a fun thing to watch. And then being able to use AI to create new landscapes in AR and VR just by typing it or telling it what you want to create it. Like we're really close to Star Trek shit, Joel. Beep. Are we going to be Borg? You will be assimilated, be part of the collective. You will be part of the authoritarian. Dystopian. Hey, you know, we're, we started this show not knowing, not being experts and wanting to learn from people smarter than us. Turns out we've learned a little bit along the way, but uh, we're still learning. It's still a journey. We're glad that you guys are here with us on this journey. And for those of you who are not in the bad crypto nifty club, we mint NFTs and we airdrop them many times for free. And if you mm -hmm. go to uh, what, what is the, what was the uh, uncut dot network forward slash no bad crypto dot uncut dot network FM. yeah or you can do dot fm network. either one both yep. of them work bad uncut dot fm or bad crypto there dot network uh we'll get you there and get the bad crypto nifty club nft it's like three bucks and we're going to airdrop stuff to you we've already done a bunch of them and i think travis you were done almost 50 or something haven't we've done like 40 or 50 NFTs that we've dropped to people yeah this picture that you've created behind you i think you're going to mess with it a little bit more i think and... i want to animate it i think i want to animate it and do something cool with it so the so the bitcoin sort of explodes out of the way for a second let's see let's see. oh yeah that looks badass right, how about i just move cool. me there we go Oh yeah, we're so we're going. Travis is going to okay. work on this, and this is going to be an NFT that we drop to everybody who's holding the Bad Crypto Nifty Club NFT. Badcrypto.uncut.network. Look for the spinny red NFT. Like I say, it's about three bucks, uh, and it's only we're only selling it to keep bots from claiming them because if they're free, we don't want to be airdropping to yeah. uh, to losers. Only you know winners. what I say? I say kiss my bots. Yeah. I don't say that. So here's say. here's my last prediction, um, kind of for the future, is that mm -hmm. there will be an episode 701 coming mm -hmm. soon to your right. ear holes. Right on. Mm -hmm. We're gonna keep trucking until we no longer are trucking. Until there's no more trucks. So we're done. With, so we're done with that. <laughs> but we appreciate you all for tuning in, man. You know, we've, we've got so many great fans that have tuned in. I, I have 
you know, I, I've encountered, and I know Joel has as well, when we go to conferences and stuff, people are like, oh, my God, I used to listen to you guys all the time. And I'm like, why'd you stop? Well, because I became more smart. Because <laughs> yeah, the crypto market, you know. Crypto is... market tanks. And then what happens is I think that's like, we're kind of, we like to crack jokes and then talk about crypto. We don't go so deep in them. And then, you know, sometimes after a while, you're like, I need to go talk, hear some of these nerpity nerps. And then you go talk to them, listen to this shit. All right. Thanks for listening. Are we transitory? We don't want to be your transitory crypto podcast. We want to I be don't care. Podcast. Come, go, stay, but clean up after yourself and remember Come, go, to stay bad. Stay bad. <laughs>